It's time for Defender Discussions on October the 5th. Here we are, October 5, and so many things happening, and I'm joined today by... Josh Tatton. And... Matt Boss. And uh, I, I was going to say, it's been a strange schedule. I mean, it, September, we can get hit with so many things from so many different sides, and it, it doesn't necessarily feel like we've been overwhelmed with events, but we've had a pretty steady steady diet of them, and this past weekend is another case of that. I, have you sensed that as well, Matt? Yeah, we haven't had those overwhelming weekends where you just host everything. Right. And it's, it's been kind of nice. There's always something to do, but not too much, and it, it, it's been good. Yeah, this past weekend, uh, let's, well, before we get to the weekend, let's talk about the freshness of the sweep last night with soccer, first of all, and then we'll get to the weekend and cover some things, a uh, hockey team deciding not to play on a Saturday and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, but uh, I digress. Let's begin with men's soccer last night with Mount Marty. Uh, all three of us in attendance, probably a rarity because, well, we're on Heartland break, and so we've got some spots to fill, and uh, uh, Josh was doing play-by-play, Matt was on the stats, I was taking some photos, and it's kind of nice to do some of those things, to return back to doing those things, but playing Mount Marty last night, pretty uh, back-and-forth battle, not a lot happened, and then Caleb Lee gets a, gets one on a mess in front of the goal, and after that, it just it felt like Dort was going to win. What do you think, Josh? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I came in fairly confident. Um, Mount Marty's been a team that has uh, stolen games in the past. But, but the longer it stays close, the tougher it gets. Right, like you always hear the saying, like... Get a goal keep, early. You, well, know? yeah, you, you, keep a team, you keep a team that you're better than close, then weird things happen, right? They didn't necessarily do that. Um, I mean, it was 1-0 at half. Caleb, that goal was a mess in the six. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, fizzles, his, fizz, his <laughs> physical strength really was yeah. a factor on that one because right. if you look back at the video and the photos, I mean, he fought through two people, a lot mm-hmm. of contact to get that get that over the line. Yeah, he's an opposing figure. He's always the target man on those set pieces, just mm-hmm. naturally being the tallest person on the field, or most of the times, more mm-hmm. times than not. Um, but yeah, and then... it. It progressively gets chippier and chippier. That's just how men's soccer goes. Um, and then Grievel scoring the the second goal on mm-hmm. the free kick that should not have scored. Yeah, it but just trickled through. Like I said in the broadcast, was like looks like a missile in the stats, but shouldn't have been. Yep. <laughs> I'm back there taking photos, and it's like, mm, did that really just happen? Yeah, it was. <sighs> yeah, and there was definitely other shots that were saved that yeah. definitely could have been in, yeah. and for the most part, he did play all right goalkeeper yeah he got dinged up a little bit in that first half in that goal in that goal had to leave for a little while and then came back on and I don't know if that was a factor in it at all but on the flip side of that Matt Mitch Dryden uh, he pretty nice uh, he 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 had to make some saves and withstand some pressure in the second half to keep it at one nothing at the time and eventually two nothing. Yeah, we're 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 pretty blessed to have two good keepers, oh, Brand, yeah. Brandon and Mitchell. And Mitchell did a great job yesterday. Yeah, the first one that comes to my mind is that free kick that just yeah. gets through the wall and stretch save at the near post. Yeah, beautiful. And then like right after that, right at the the other post, there was about ninety seconds oh, later. Goodness. He had another dive. I mean, my heart rate didn't have time away. to slow down. Yeah. So, and that was uh, that's good for the men. What is it now? Three in a row that three they in won? a row. Mount Marty also like I just want to note they. Have had a little bit of discipline issues. Like they had a red card in that game, which yeah. which was late in the game, so it wasn't super 
Like, uh, I don't want to say it's important. It's always important. I don't know that it impacted the game there we so go. much yeah. last night, but moving forward, yeah. It's but an then impact. they were also missing two players for serving suspensions, and one of them yeah. was their starting goalkeeper. Yeah, that that causes issues, and those are the kind of things that uh, you. You can't afford to have that if you're yeah. going to, unless you have incredible depth. But Which they didn't. Then that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Then you go to the women's game, and I just thought Dort's two forwards, the two strikers, I, they were running free. I'm talking yeah. Terpstra and Tell. They were able to run free all night, and that translates into a 6-1 win. Yeah, and Tell with the first half hat trick. Yeah. Um, good things happen when you score three goals. And the first goal came on a set uh, corner kick, right, where it came over the top. And oh, yeah, Keely. On the, uh, Keely Colbrack. She was on the back end Unmarked. of that header, yeah. Yeah, so. didn't jump. She just kind of stuck her head out there. Yeah, <laughs> and that that one, the keeper for Dort didn't have to do a whole – I mean, 6-1 for one thing, but controlled play, I think, what, 37-6 on shots? And yeah. I'm it was, it was pretty lopsided. And that, and that goalkeeper wasn't bad. Yeah. She was, she was solid. Well, you – 37 shots, 23 on goal. Bill Elgersma compared it to when you have a keeper like that, it's like they're snowblind after a while. I mean, it, it's just like they just keep coming. It's like you're in a blizzard. And That's what happened to me in high school. It, it's <laughs> it's rough. Six to one final. Women have won three in a row. Is that right? Three in a row. I think so. So what are, they've got Morningside on the road and... The men's game especially will be a real challenge for our men the way it looks. Yeah. And the women, eh, toss-up? Yeah. I mean, yeah. is that how we, we view that as it looks just kind like of a toss-up heading in? I'll try to find the standings if I can. I think Morningside's <laughs> right with us, Yeah, very close to us, so it's going to be a pivotal contest. And we're, we're at the midpoint of the conference season, more or less, factoring in some buys and things like that, and... Just looking at our schedule, next week, home with Northwestern on Wednesday, yep. and then on the road on Saturday. It's a, a Friday at BV. That's it. The non-conference game. That's right, and the women are off. Yeah, that's right, because the women played another non-conference. They played so, Nebraska Wesleyan last yep, week. Yeah, so that's where we're at in soccer. Um, I don't know that you can – I am a big believer in you let things shake out, and about a week from the end of the year, you start looking at scenarios because there's just too many factors in play. But we Especially are, with ties. <laughs> yeah, we're getting to that point of the year where we are going to start thinking about, okay, postseason, can we make it? Where are we going to be? Who's the likely opponents and all that kind of stuff? But with a single round robin, it is a uh, definitely something different. Player of the week last week. Um, Karina Tell. Karina Tell. What did she do last week? Eight Refresh points, my memory. Two goals, two assists, three goals? Three goals, two assists. And yep, she scored goals. in both of the games yes. that Dort yep. had. Yep. So that that was a factor when I was looking at the ballot that she scored in both. She was a factor in both. And I, I think that's uh, – I always think that's really significant when you look at player of the week. Very rarely is Karina Tell not involved. Right. So Well, when she's <laughs> going to need to be. Yeah, um, that's, absolutely. That's the fact of the matter with this team is that she and Jocelyn Terpstra, uh, they, you have roles within teams and they're going to have to score and we're going to have to figure out as the season continues to progress how to keep other teams from being able to score. So those are – and for that reason, she was named Player of the Week last week. That is soccer. We move to volleyball. Volleyball had a good weekend last weekend. Yeah, Swept Mount Marty, which, I mean, you guys heard me say over the past several weeks, Mount Marty's not bad. 
I mean, they're, they're a good team, and I thought they were very similar to Dort coming in and a 3-0 win, kind of a springboard into the weekend, and then College of St. Mary on Saturday. You watched that one start to finish, obviously, Matt, with the broadcast. Uh, it seemed like the little the the what I watched in the weekend following probably as good a passing day as the defenders have had able to get into system and it was it was a good day for them in that regard yeah we were in system both teams were in system and I thought College of St. Mary played well too it wasn't a fact that I thought they didn't play well um Dort just played solid consistent volleyball throughout they didn't have one of those big lulls that sometimes didn't give up that four or five point run yep in, in the sets that they won, at least, Correct. it seemed like a back-to-back points and okay, stop. Yep. And keep the rotations going. And you look at the numbers, four players in double figures, that hasn't happened this year. Right. In, no. in terms of attacks and kills. And so we got all of our hitters up and attacking well and got the big upset win. So now I looked at the standings yesterday, and again, we're, we're approaching the midpoint. You play 16 matches in conference play. I think we're two and four. No, no, no. Two and oh, I was just on it. five or six, I think. I, it'd be amazing if I did all of the prep work ahead of time. Two and six. Two and six. So halfway. Yep. And tied for eighth. Um, the mystery to me is Hastings. Yep. And we play them Friday on the road because Hastings was a team that made national tournament field last year. And a lot of those players returning, I believe, and they have struggled just like Dort has. But their one win is, I believe, a win over Jamestown or Dakota Wesleyan. And that would be interesting. Yeah, it's it's just a mystery to me. I think they got that last weekend. It's like, I think you're right, because Morningside beat Midland. It's just yeah. one of those things. Yeah. And so you've got teams stealing wins. And what I told people is because of the success of the Dort team last weekend, it sets up a, a big week this weekend. Because without that last weekend, eh, it gets a little tough going on the road and playing some decent teams that are right around you. And you're probably not going to win with the right mental attitude. But I think they're there now. But these will be pivotal matches, and I don't know what to expect out of Hastings and Doan. I've done a little bit of prep work and looking at them. I just don't know. It's right. a mystery in some regards. The only downside, it's on the road. And yeah. how, do we, how do we travel? All right. You know, we, we've proven that we can win at home. We now. played some pretty good teams at home. Yes. Yeah. Now let's do it on the road. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, you, you get one or two this weekend, suddenly things look a lot different in terms of that conf- making the conference postseason. Teams right around us in the standings, most of them we play. Right. So that's a good thing. Yeah. So we're pretty front heavy with that schedule. Well, we're pretty back heavy. Come Are on, we? Too. I haven't looked at it. Yeah, we put it. It's uh, it's these two this weekend, and then it's Briarcliff next Wednesday, okay. and then Ho Hum, Midland, um, Northwestern, Jamestown, um, Jamestown, Dakota Wesleyan. Uh, Dakota Wesleyan. Okay. I mean, there's you like a, there's there like <laughs> there's like a five match stretch or four match stretch where it's like. Okay, buckle it up because it's going to be right. a challenge. But well, Hastings don't winnable. Yes, on, on the paper. Toss on the up. paper, Briarcliff was winnable last time. Yep, should be winnable again. Yep, and just no matter what team yep. shows up. Yep, it's at home. And then you have the the gauntlet of yep. number ten, number fourteen, number two, and 
receiving votes. <laughs> next, next three are really important to springboard you into that stretch. Yeah. So uh, McKenna Coima, I, I'm, I was very pleased that she was Defender of the Week, uh, Defensive Player of the Week, yep. uh, right around six digs per contest, and she was she was she was dead on in terms of serve reception, and that to She's me was perfect, I think. forty for forty. Um, so that's that. Uh, it's cliche, but you can't have an attack without getting a pass. And so those back row, those players that that is their skill set, don't often get the accolades. But for her this week, I thought she was pivotal in terms of getting us getting Dort a couple of wins this past weekend. Football at Hastings. Forty unanswered points, something yeah. like that. Um, it it got out of hand there for a little while. They had the one big play. Hastings had the one big play over the top, tied it. Uh, it was a seventy-five yard touchdown pass, and then things got really challenging for them. The wind was a factor. Um, it the I was the Dort team showed up and played well. From the first quarter on, I mean, sometimes you think, "Oh, it takes a series or two. No, they they were there right from the start, and I was very happy to see that. You look at our uh, stable of running backs. One thing that sticks out: they're all around ten yards per carry. Yeah, Whoa. and so that just tells you we're controlling the line of scrimmage. Probably <laughs> that's what it tells me. Yeah, and it's just we had four of those guys mm-hmm. around 10 yards per carry that that's outstanding that's insane yeah and Dan, and a couple of them got called back for holding penalties um Colson Cruz had a touchdown called back on a run that's right um and th- that's that's what i don't understand about week to week what because i don't know that our guys do anything differently why why in week four do these penalties crop up? What what is different? That's those are the things I think about on the way home from Hastings as I'm sitting in traffic at Lincoln waiting for the Cornhusker. How was it, by the way, getting through Lincoln? Uh, it was it was a challenge. Um, Standstill. There was I think I stopped completely once, and there was a lot of twenty miles per hour. And part of it was it didn't go well for the Huskers, and so nope. people left early, <laughs> and it was hot. Oh, it was hot. And I'm guessing some people that were sitting in the sun on the one side of Memorial Stadium said, forget it, we're out of here. I mean... Two hours in the sun, you're you're getting pretty getting crispy. Smoked. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> like not not a great time. Yeah, let's just head home. And so that's it was it was always a challenge. But 657 yards of offense. Yeah, is that number one? No, uh, we've been over 700 a couple times, but this one's top 10. Cool. Um, yeah, that and what other what else was there of no well Stephen Linen of course yeah oh yeah 58 yard 58 yard field he's a pretty goal. good kicker yeah he's he's above say. average <laughs> um well and then the to me the part that was equally impressive was he had 247 yarders after that it's um, not like he just swung real hard and got right. lucky and hit the right spot like yeah. it's good consistently yeah and so and Hastings in that game they got in such a bad spot in the third quarter where they were going into the wind Three plays and a punt. Punter punting into the wind, 30 yards. Okay, Dort at midfield again. And 
Obviously, when you're at midfield, you're almost in field goal territory right away, especially on that day. The wind was significant, but I wouldn't say it was gale force winds by any means. I'd say it was in that 20-mile-per-hour range. But a big challenge coming up this week for the football team, hosting Midland. And over the last eight years, the two teams have split their four the eight games, four and four, right down the middle. The only game out of that series to be decided by more than one score was last year's game. So, um, even though Midland, I believe, is three and three, two and three in the league, I fully anticipate this one to be a close game. I tell my wife Terry, you just never know what to expect mm-hmm. with Midland. Mm-hmm. You just never know. It's one of those games you just kind of go away and you're like, oh boy, yeah. what's going to happen? Like it's hold your breath and. Cross your fingers. Yeah, there was, uh, I mean, I hate to bring up bad memories, but a couple of years ago, we were, the Dort was in complete control, and then the Midland quarterback started running around and playing like he was Patrick Mahomes. Was that two years ago? Yeah, and then they got it to, uh, they got it to, they scored, and they were down one, and they went for the two-point conversion, and one of our linebackers didn't stay home, decided to go chase the quarterback, a.k.a. Patrick Mahomes, and he found the open receiver for a two-point conversion, and that that was the game. And so weird things happened last year. um, It was a one-possession game. Uh, Defenders marched down the field, scored late to make it a two-possession game. That one was a nail-biter right down to the end as well. So I expect more of the same. That will be a 1 o'clock kickoff in Sioux Center for that one. And Stephen Linen, by the way, got not only Conference Player of the Week, but National Player of the Week in terms of special teams this past weekend. Men's and women's cross country, you going to Sioux City this weekend? You bet. Heading over to McCook Lake. What kind of course is that? Flat. It's usually typically a, a fast, flat course great for the runners not so nice for spectators is it pretty tight i mean that's that's what someone i don't remember someone saying is that there's not a lot of room for i mean you get pinned into a spot you got to work pretty hard to move especially early okay like in the middle it opens up but the the early and the end it's a single file almost it's it's really tight so but it'll be a good one because that's where the conference uh, meet is and so to run on that and to get used to it we're used to it but the ladies have never run a 6k so that's good do you know who is coming to this one it's a lot of the gpac schools is it? Okay. yep and i don't know of the extras i'm sure dakota state will be there but other yeah. than that i've heard and i think nate indicated nate wolf indicated that he was anticipating some of the division two powers again from the region being there as well. That would the, be good. the Augustanas of the world and Sioux Falls and those kind of things. So could shape up to be a pretty competitive meet. Down Very there. competitive. And it's kind of the middle of the road, middle of the season. And I know the ladies are anxious to get back out there and compete in a six K again, just yeah. to get used to that distance. Yeah. And ratings came out again this week and just came out. It was right as I as we were uh, getting set up to do this, uh, women are up a spot, I believe, to six, and the men drop a spot to number six. And also catching my attention on the women's side, Concordia is at number eight. So, And, and they're talented. Yeah, it's going to be a nice duel between uh, Dort and Concordia that they have to be the favorites going in. Yeah. So that'll be on 10 o'clock start? Yes. 10, 10, 10, 10.30 and 11.15, okay. I think. So you will have to... Uh, You'll be scooting back to Sioux Center. Yep. Yeah, you'll make it. I'll make it. So that's women's and men's cross country. 
baseball and softball scrimmage this past week. We got some photos of that, and uh, uh, it appears to me I'm going to need a program to know <laughs> much of the roster. It looks like we've got some new faces to learn. Uh, softball, we're going to have some pretty significant lineup spots to fill, and baseball, is uh, they've got some new guys as well. It's a huge um, roster. Right now it is, yeah. And they're going to trim it down from what I understand. and they're, well, Trim it down. They're going to have pr- pretty clear delineation between junior varsity and varsity. Junior varsity is going to play a pretty extensive schedule. Um, looks like they've got, I think, six or eight doubleheaders scheduled for the spring. So that's a little more extensive than we've had. And that's good because if you have that many athletes – Players, you got to play. You got to play. Yeah, you got to find some time and place yeah. to play them. I mean, uh, I'm sure players love practice and all, but they they want to play some games. I mean, you got to play some games. Um, hockey over the weekend beat Drake on Friday night, and then unfortunately, Drake made the decision to head home. Didn't play on Saturday. Kind of put the hockey team in a tough spot, but on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Friday night, I was there for the start of the competition. Uh, gets pretty electric in there. It, it was fun. It, it was fun. Yeah, I I mean, I hadn't been to a hockey game since last December, like when I graduated. And the lights go off, the crowd goes nuts. You get a little bit of goosebumps, like, ooh, this yeah. is fun. Yeah. And I like this. And you don't get this in the soccer field. No. <laughs> Believe it or not. No, you and you, yeah. It's a clo- enclosed area. I mean, the whole bit, but um, that was a close game through a period. Right? Really. Yeah. I mean, it was. And, I think it was two one at one point, yeah. and then defenders just ran away with it. But I mean, it was like six players. Like yeah. it was just bound to happen. Yeah. Uh, football championship series member Drake only yeah. had six players there. Who'd but, have thought? Yeah. So that's that's a challenge. Um, the the world of ACHA Division Three hockey, I, I was going through in my mind also on the trip to Hastings after I got the notice that it was canceled. It's like, who have we all played over the years? And I remember the, we played the Northern Illinois of the world. We uh, played the Missouri States now. Uh, we used to play USD, SDSU, Iowa, and Iowa State all had teams. Um, I don't know if they still do, but... I don't think any of those are on our schedule at this point. Nebraska still is. Yeah. But and then UNO, Creighton. Yeah. And those are pretty stable programs. And for that we're grateful because those are those are schools within a three hour drive that I mean that that's a good thing. Yeah. Um rather than having to go six or eight hours to Chicago or even points east from there. We used to play Wyoming a bunch. Oh I mean, man, that that well, was was it? Uh, this isn't with hockey, but Stephen Wanninger was telling me that um, old volleyball GA Dylan yeah. said that he's at Dakota State and they're playing Black Hill State. He's at Black Hill State, yeah. but they have to go to Durango. Oh, I know, I I know. And that's like, you look at the footprint of the oh. Arm. They're, they're members of the Armac, right? That thing yes. is huge. I mean, you yeah. want you want to know what it's like to ride a bus. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And they're not easy miles either. No. Through the mountains. Yep. You're going into Colorado. You're going into New Mexico. I mean, that, that, and yeah. I think Kearney is in that. I mean, couldn't tell you. So, you, so you've got Nebraska Kearney, which is relatively close, but yeah, Black Hill State, when they made the div- decision to go to Division Two, that was a really challenging, yeah. that's been a challenging proposition for them simply because they really didn't have a home when they made that decision to go Division Two, And they've been Division Two for probably Some close time. to 15 years now. 
And they, they in South Dakota Tech, uh, I think Tech goes the independent route, I okay. think. Um, yeah, don't quote me on that. I kind of lost track of them. We used to play them in basketball, but uh, we have not played them in quite some time. So. Yeah, no, I like that was five minutes before I came over here, yeah. and I was like, that's a crazy trip for a conference game. It's tough. Oh, it's man. tough. Well, but you, you look at... I mean, from your region, where I mean, where you, I'd, say, I'd say your region, where you <laughs> came from, I mean, the Dickinson states of the world. Yeah, where are they going to end up? Oh I mean, yeah, once the North Star. Yeah, once that eventually, what, once that completely shakes out, where are they going to go? I mean, they're going to play Montana, Oregon. Gotta. They have Oregon's like, that's a trip. You don't realize how big Montana is until you have to go through well, Montana. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've done it on a handful of times. <laughs> But no, that's the, and those are the challenges you face as the the game of musical chairs goes. You don't want to be stuck when the music stops with right. no chair to sit on. Like, right? luckily for Waldorf, they were able to find a chair. Right. Yeah, but and Valley that, City State. Who knows? Yeah, Valley the the schools that are going to be challenged there: are Valley City State, Mayville State. Mayville. Uh, who am I missing? Um, Dickinson. Dickinson. Dakota State. Dakota State's hanging out there as well. It's like I'm, the only teams left, I think. Right, and that's that's where they're at. And I think some of them, I don't know what they'll do. I mean, that's that's for them to decide. Those are the four. I mean, those four schools. But my goodness, yeah. you are you are in some. There is you've got options, but none of them are enticing options. No, it's at this kind of like a which one would we which rather ones, do? Yeah, which which one you're taking the best of what? Do, do what's we there. do we want the seven hour road trip or do you want the, yeah. the nine hour road trip? Yeah, like, and we're waiting on. I mean, it's public the whole Jamestown thing and where they're going to end up. Yeah. I mean, what? Um, hopefully we have some clarity on that over the next month or so because we're still waiting on schedules for 24, 25. Next year? Yeah, 24, <laughs> 25. I mean, it, yeah, yeah stop, stop and think what year it is actually, but we're still waiting on schedules for 24, 25. And yeah. from what I understand, there's a few different ones. I mean, there's some templates out there, but right now, our the coaches who are trying to schedule in our conference don't have those yet. And kind of, that's kind of waiting on Jamestown to see what happens with them because you can't. I mean, you can't schedule them for conference games. Right. Yep. So it's yeah, yeah. Wait and see. Hopefully, we'll have some clarity on that in the next month or so. Um, this weekend, we talked about what's coming up. Basketball. We're three weeks out from the home opener for the men. Uh, they are busy practicing, as are the women. I uh, would imagine track and field is going to ramp up pretty significantly, probably mm, second half of October. Definitely, because yeah. they'll have a meet late November, early December. Yeah, and so we hit the ground running. Man, where's it go? I mean, we've it been flies. we've been going what five six weeks now. No, no, you mentioned basketball. And I was still trying to get used to soccer. Did you did you break out in a cold sweat? <laughs> I was like, I oh my goodness, whoa, let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's the beauty of it. As Matt said, there's never any, I mean, no. there's always something we can do. Yeah, you don't stop. And sometimes you got to dial it back and say, okay, that's going to wait. And Your next break might be end of May. <laughs> thanks for that. Thank yeah. you. Now we get we get a break at Christmas this year. There's a nice little oh, window. Oh, they allow in there. us. There's, there's a nice, nice little window in there with, <laughs> with nothing scheduled and we will take advantage of that. I don't think. Is there anything else? Did I miss anything? Golf's coming up yep. on Monday and Tuesday. Jamestown in Nebraska. In Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I miss anything else? No, I think we're good. That's about it. Who's uh, hockey plays this weekend? Oh yeah, right? hockey is on the road. Um, is it the Min- Bears? Missouri State. It was the Bears. Springfield. Da Bears. The Bears. Right, Matt. Yeah, we don't want to talk about the no. Bears. It's, it's a little too fresh. It is, yeah. and they play tonight too. <laughs> yes, no, you, no. you haven't had much time to recover. That's going to do it for our defender discussions uh, for October the fifth. We will talk to you again next week.